Make sure your permission trip slip is signed. It is time to go field tripping. Got a good reason. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Field Tripper. I'm your host, Amanda Adair, upper school science teacher at All Saints Episcopal School in Tyler. I love to travel and explore East Texas with my husband and my kids, both my home kids and my school kids. And if you visit our Field Tripper website linked in the show notes, you'll see photos of all my children and additional information about the places that we mention. Whether you're new to the Tyler area or you just haven't explored much, so many interesting places can be found within a day's drive. I encourage you to not wait for the next summer vacation to travel. We always take a big summer vacation where we get in the car and we drive as far as we can, but some of our best memories have been made in little one-day getaways. That's the goal of this podcast, to introduce you to all the cool sites you can visit if you just have an afternoon or a day or a weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, we haven't felt like we can go out and explore much. I'm creating this episode in 2021, where we're just now starting to push past the closures and distancing of 2020. Hopefully, when you listen to this, you're able to travel and explore more freely. But even if you're not, don't let our situation keep you within your four walls. Today, I want to share with you some of my top three places to travel and maintain your social distance, whether you're concerned for your health or you just don't enjoy crowds. I really just don't enjoy crowds. That's I try to pick the days when things are rainy or people aren't there. So finding places to social distance was actually pretty simple for me. I once saw a t-shirt in a gift shop that had a photo of Bigfoot on it, and it said, social distancing champion. I was tempted to buy it for myself. Even though I'm a teacher during the day, and I do love my children, I am an introvert by nature, and I do love my time to myself. I love people in small settings, but I'm not a fan of crowds, no matter what's going on in world events. I once took my daughters to the Dallas Zoo during Christmas break. It was cold, and it was threatening rain, and we loved it. It was perfect. We almost had the zoo completely to ourselves. Mind you, it wasn't pouring rain on us all day long, and it it wasn't less than like 40 degrees. Otherwise, yes, that would have been miserable. But since it was in like the 40s to 50s, and it was just kind of cloudy and threatening rain, it was cold and wet enough to keep everyone else away. Mid-morning, we even had a break in the clouds. The sun shined on us, but it seems like people had already selected their activity for the day. Quick advice regarding zoos and weather, the animals love the rain. I once took the girls to Caldwell Zoo in the summer after a rain shower, and the animals were so happy. They were running around excited. It was way better than when they're laid out in the sun asleep like you get when you go in the summer. So anyway, already being crowd avoidance savvy, I put my skills to use in the spring of 2020, and I found a few places that we could visit without being around too many people. I hope that no matter your motivations, or even if you do like people, you'll explore some of these Tyler spots. Number three on my countdown, Camp Ford. During the Civil War, the Confederate Army stationed a camp right outside Tyler on the northeast side. 
Established in 1862, Camp Ford began as a training camp, but was converted and housed Union prisoners of war. The conditions were really grim, with the prisoners digging out their own shelter into the side of a hill. It's estimated that at one time, this little 16-acre area housed 4,000 people, which included the prisoners, the Confederate soldiers that were running the stockade, and their their slave laborers. In 1997, an archaeological team from Texas A&M University used ground-penetrating radar to find artifacts and map out the boundaries of the camp. They worked with the Smith County Historical Society to discover and preserve the history of Camp Ford and turn it into a park. Today, at the corner of Highway 271 and the northeast spur of Loop 323, you can walk the grounds of the camp and read about its history and its people. The park doesn't ever seem to be busy, as it's mainly a walking trail and informational signs. There's no admission, though, and it's open for exploration daily from dawn to dusk. It's certainly not an all-day excursion. I think we were there like 30 minutes to an hour. But if you're looking to stretch your legs in relative solitude, it's, it's worth a visit. Number two, the Lake Tyler Dam and Spillway. Lake Tyler is divided into two sections, Lake Tyler West, which was constructed in the late 1940s, and Lake Tyler East, which connected with the original body of water in the 1960s. The dam that I suggest visiting is the original one, which was built on Prairie Creek right outside White House. When most people think of visiting the lake, they think of fishing, boating, swimming, and hanging out with their friends. However, if you just want a quick activity with a small group, and one where you shouldn't need a shower afterwards, I suggest a hike along the dam. You can park in the same lot that serves the Lake Tyler Marina, but walk away from the rowdy crowds and up onto the walking trail. The views of the lake, especially at sunset, are fantastic, and the trail is usually pretty quiet. You may encounter the occasional dog walker or strolling couple, but I've never seen it crowded. Walking across the dam, you eventually come to the Lake Tyler Spillway, which is fun to see rushing when the lake level is high. You can check the lake depth on a graph from the U.S. Geological Survey, so look for opportunities after the rains to really see a good show. In the spring and early summer, enjoy the wildflowers and birds and the slow pace. You can download a wildlife identification app like iNaturalist or eBird to tell you what their names are. And finally, number one. Oakwood Cemetery. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine your face as I said that. I saw that face on my preteen. Your nose crunched up a little. You kind of squinted your eyes. Maybe their eyes rolled a little bit. A cemetery? Seriously? Okay, hear me out. Oakwood is one of the oldest cemeteries in Tyler. The oldest marker dates to 1852. It's believed that there were people here before then, but their markers have been lost to time. A visit to the cemetery is a history lesson, especially the history of the Tyler area. When you're walking through the grounds, you'll see many names that also appear on our streets, our buildings, and our businesses around town. Names like Caldwell, Goodman, Chilton, and even a Texas governor, Governor Hubbard. Although one big area now, originally the site was divided into smaller areas, including a section for Jewish Tylerites and one for black citizens. There's even a large section of soldiers from the Civil War area, as several succumbed to the measles and other hardships during the days at Camp Ford, which we just talked about. To guide you through understanding the history of Tyler, the Oakwood Preservation Committee put together several brochures that point out notable people, interesting stories, and a tour of military veterans. Hopefully they'll be available in the little kiosk when you visit. 
Even if local history and paying respects to the dead isn't your thing, I think it still holds a special appeal as a fenced-in, quiet place to walk and enjoy the sounds of the birds and the sights of the wildflowers. When I took my girls in the spring, there were many blue bonnets along the path. There's also a majestic beauty in the towering oaks that stand guard at the site as they haven't been disturbed for around 100 years. If you need a quiet place to clear your head, this is a great one. Oakwood Cemetery is located at the corner of Oakwood and Palace in Tyler. There is, of course, no admission fee. People are just dying to get in. And the gates are open year-round from dawn to dusk. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed my top three places to get away in Tyler. While you're having a quiet day out, continue your contemplation with a coffee and a pastry at the Foundry in downtown Tyler. There's a free parking garage right across Broadway from the coffee shop, and there's ample seating both inside and outside to relax. The Foundry combines several of Tyler's local businesses into one hip hangout, including Porch Culture Coffee and local bakeries like Sola and Brian's Cheesecakes. The shop is operated as a nonprofit by Bethel Bible Church, which meets on the second floor. The Foundry did not sponsor this podcast. In fact, nobody did. The Field Tripper podcast is a passion project of mine, and I hope more of you will get out and explore your world with your students. That's worth all the sponsorships in the world, although a coupon for free coffee would be nice if you're listening. Thank you all for listening to my inaugural episode of The Field Tripper. I hope you enjoyed learning something new and you plan to explore soon. Visit my site for pictures and additional information by following the link in the show notes. Feel free to email me with feedback or ideas at aadare at all-saints.org. Field Tripper is a production of All Saints Episcopal School, hosted by Amanda Adair. Music credit of Caleb Ott, a former student of Mrs. Adair. To enjoy Caleb's original music, look him up on any of your favorite music platforms. Until next time, keep exploring.